You're listening to Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J and Kath. Guys, we like to get the big name guests, don't mm. we? Oh, yes. And when you think racing, yes. well, this guy's pretty pretty high up there. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood, Oak Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. Oak Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. He's the gun caller. Good. Matt Hill, welcome to Dead Set Legends. G'day, Kath. G'day, Jay. G'day, Lee. Lovely to talk to a group of Dead Set Legends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a Dead Set Legend yourself now. Hey, Matt, I had the pleasure of meeting you the other week at the boxing. I've got to say, I'm, I'm in awe of what you do, particularly in racing. Do you get nervous? Are you nervous now ahead of this huge week for you? Oh, that's very nice of you to say, Kath. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, you certainly get uh, quite up and about, uh, but I, I think you also get quite uh, focused on, on on what I'm doing because uh, I've got about 550 horses to know for the <laughs> for the four days. So it's, uh, the Melbourne Cup itself uh, is obviously very large, and then we have uh, another 19 races to do after that. So there's no such thing as a grand final. You just you just keep going, um, but you do get a little bit nervous, mainly because you just know that whatever race you're about to see and about to narrate is uh, going to be played for a long, long time. And it's it's a part of history, particularly races like the Derby and the Melbourne Cup. And uh, we've got a great Champions Day. Uh, we've got Nature Strip and Giga Kick uh, next week. So obviously those races uh, will be a part of folklore. So you, uh, you, you genuinely do get very nervous. Especially the Cup. Talk to me about your preparation for the Melbourne Cup in particular. Do you go in with pre-planned lines or, or um, statements around particular horses or or do you just go with your gut feel? And particularly knowing in the back of your mind, I don't know how much it plays on your mind that this is a race that is watched by everyone around the world and will be repeated for, for <laughs> decades to come. For sure. And uh, uh, my predecessor, Greg Miles, who called 36 Melbourne Cups, he always said that it didn't matter what you did for the whole year. You're basically judged on 15 <laughs> seconds of the last 200 metres of, of the Melbourne Cup. And I kind of get that because <laughs> as soon as you call the race, you get into the car after the races and you just hear that 15 second grab on the news, on the radio. So I, I certainly uh, understand that. As far as preparing lines, I don't really, I, I try and I have a few little words in the back of my mind. Uh, that I might throw in. Um, but uh, as you guys would know, as broadcasters, you know, you try not to script too much because eventually yeah. it is a sporting event and you, you are just trying to make it come out organically and uh, there's nothing worse than a, a rehearsed commentary. So yeah. it is a live sporting event and anything can happen. So I try not to go too planned. Oh, Matty, you're an absolute genius, mate. You're a beloved figure in racing. I know when all of my mates listen to the races <laughs> or you, you hear about, oh, how good a run was that, blah, blah, blah. But then there's always, but didn't Matty nail it? Like there's always that comment. <laughs> and the art of race course, like I, I just take my hat off to you because not only have you got the prep and you've got the identification and, and the vocabulary, like what did you say for Animo? Looks destiny in the face, like a hundred out. What a great call. And so succinctly in four to five words, it is absolute genius, but you've also got to assess the race and see who's winning and see the late moves or who's failing. So not only do you have the identification, but you've got to assess the race. Does that make you, how do you, how do you go about doing that? Because there must be a real art in it. 
I think there is um, there is a certain art in it, but it's also probably the fact that I'm a complete desperate and have watched 30 years of racing, I suppose, <laughs> 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 that uh, I can uh, watch a lot of races and, and, and try and understand and what's going on. And look, it's, it's not a computer science. It's the human brain that uh, we're using. So there are days where you think, oh, geez, you know, I could have said this or I should have said that. Um, but that's why we love it. That's uh, that's why you get one go at it. There's no liquid paper when you're mm. calling a horse race, and uh, when you do uh, do a, a good call, you, you you're very rewarded and, uh, and and fulfilled at the end of it all. But um, no, I think uh, that talking about your friends, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, someone said to me once that uh, their weekend happiness uh, is basically derived of uh, what I say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're winning or losing, and I don't know if that's a responsibility I can shoulder. Uh, that's the voice of Matty Hill going to be calling the racing and all the action. But, Matt, you've also become a terrific footy caller mm. in yes. recent times. You've dipped your toe in that water and doing a great job. What are the what are the differences with the footy calling via the, the race calling? Like, is there some similarities with it all or is it sort of a completely different art? I think there's similarities uh, to a certain extent. But, of course, people say to me, uh, how can you call 24 horses around a racetrack? Uh, I would say, how do you call 20 blokes on a field that look the same? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's a completely different art to, to many uh, uh, reasons. But I, look, I was brought up, you know, in Melbourne, Western Suburbs boy, uh, went to the Western Oval every weekend with my grandma to watch Footscray play. So it was a part of my upbringing and it's just the best game on earth, isn't it? So to be a mm. part of it's great fun. And I, I get the best job in the world nowadays uh, to go to Flemington uh, on a Saturday and then the MCG on a Sunday. I mean, it's just living the dream. Maddie, have you got a favourite call? Is there one standout for you that you're most proud of? Oh, it's a good question um, because a lot of the, 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 the great races, uh, like Winx's Cox Plate, so I was just very lucky to be in that position. And probably Vow and Declare's Melbourne Cup, I think, mm -hmm. uh, in 2019 for many reasons. Uh, it was terrific to see Craig Williams uh, win it. It was the Australian horse up against about 20 horses that had raced uh, overseas. Um, and also the fact it was such a frantic finish that I, I don't think uh, if I had a second crack at it that I could have done it uh, again. You know, it was such yeah. an amazing mm -hmm. race. So probably Vow and Declare's Cup in, in 2019 will, will be one of my favourites. And then I'm going to be negative Nancy here and ask oh. you, is there one call that bugs you that you're like, oh, if I had my time again? Or are you not like that? Are you pretty good at just moving on? Oh, no. We, I, it's it's perfectionism in broadcasting. Yes. Uh, you know, it's it's not a great thing. Uh, <laughs> but oh, plenty of times I remember having a mental block one day when I was calling the races in Newcastle up in New South Wales. And uh, But those little mistakes, I guess they drive you, you know. You just make sure you don't do it again. Um, but that is a race caller's worst nightmare. I shouldn't be talking about this a few days from the cup. No, <laughs> why did I ask? When a, horse, when a horse is five lengths in front and you've forgotten its name, it's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> hey, Matt, before we let you go, before we let you go, we always need to finish with uh, just a couple of tips from you, please, because you do study the form as well as anyone. Just your best bet for today and also a yes. Melbourne Cup tip, please. Well, I think Surefire will win early in the day uh, in the Archer Stakes. Um, and I reckon uh, with about 100 to go, it'll be Emissaria half in front of Doval Legend, Emissaria <laughs> neck in front, Doval Legend coming at him. But Emissaria's won the Melbourne oh, Cup Doval Legend and oh. Gold Trip third. Oh, there we go. How do you do that just off the That's top great. of your head? Wait, well one, one more before you go, Matt. When we met the other week, we were at Rod Laver Arena and you did one of the great all-time, was it Craig Willis impersonation? 
Well, uh, welcome to uh, Rod Laver Arena, and here we have uh, Roger Federer. <laughs> no, well, Kath, Kath said, Maddie, that you did her name as she walked out onto Rod Laver Arena, and she felt for a minute there like she was a tennis legend with Craig Willis introducing her. <laughs> she loves it. It wasn't the boxing, it's a circus, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's fantastic fun, and uh, no, I, I know you enjoyed it as well, Kath. Yeah, but, that's great. Uh, it's uh, it's an amazing thing, but we, we were trying to get the word the Wiggles into the commentary <laughs> that's right. the at, uh, at Rod Laver Arena. That's I actually right. failed on and that. You never did. <laughs> oh, good fun, Maddie. It was a pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to have you on Dead Set Legends. All the best for the week ahead. Good on you guys. I hope uh, you win lots of money this week. Good Thank you, Maddie. Maddie. What an absolute legend. He, he is, like, how do you rate him in, ter- in terms yeah. of his commentary, Joey? He's as good as it gets. Like, and he, has he come onto the scene, like, relatively quickly? or On the footy scene? Like, no, no, no. Or no. just racing. Oh, yeah. no, he'd been prepping for a while. I had to wait yeah. for Greg Miles to step aside and yeah. then a perfect replacement. He still seems, you know, relatively young. He is still he young. Is. Yeah, yeah. But he's He'll a, be around for a long, he's a gun. long time. And just recapping, his best bet for today was race two, number eight, surefire, for those that are playing along at home. But, yeah, great to have Maddie on the show. And we've also got David Gately coming up in the second hour. So good racing vibe to yep. today's Dead Set Legends. This is Dead Set Legends with Joey Jane Kath. The Dead Set Legends. Triple M. The Melbourne Cup Carnival begins today. You can catch all four days live and free on Channel 10 and 10 Play. That's the Penfolds. Victoria Derby Day, uh, followed by the Lexus Melbourne Cup Day on Tuesday, Kennedy Oaks Day on Thursday, and the Tab Champions Stakes Day on Saturday. The best tipster, David Gately, is part of Ten's coverage and joins us now. David, is this the best time of year? Well, firstly, I'm feeling a little outclassed with a panel of your magnitude uh, assembled there. But, um, <laughs> look, it certainly is. It's you know it's the Olympics for us, and certainly for the horses. I mean, they're the athletes, but. Um, the this time of year, it's it's pretty magic. No one sleeps, but it's overrated sleep anyway. I was going to ask you that, Gator. How do you how do you sort of um, prepare for the next four days, doing all the tips and all the form? Do you sort of do it one day at a time? Have you done the first two days, and how late do you stay up after the race is getting ready for the next one? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty intense. But um, as I say, you wouldn't have it any other any other way. You wouldn't do it every week. <laughs> you'd be in the grave. You'd be in the grave by thirty. But um. But uh, certainly once a year, it's just fabulous and it's really enjoyable. So, you know, you get home uh, from Derby Day, for example, pretty late and you get your teeth right into into to Cup Day. Um, and same story back Tuesday, at least get head start on Thursday. And uh, Friday, you're doing the Saturday. So, um, as I say, pretty full on, but um, hopefully there's some winners to be found. Before we get to Derby Day uh, today, uh, Gaia, can I just ask you about uh, Dolville Legend? Deville Legend? How do you mm. pronounce it, Joey? Yep. Dover Legend. Ask, ask How do you pronounce it there, Gator? Because I'm struggling with it first, <laughs> with the name first off. And is, or is it a shoe-in, as we said, as a sort of, the, the talk has been over the past week? Look, I don't think so. And the reason for that is um, he's never been to the trip. So, th- look, every indication says he'll stay the 3200. But until you've been there, you don't know. Mm. Um, he's never seen a wet track. So, you know, he's trialled well on wet ground. But until you've raced on it, you don't know. And he's never been in a field of 24. So they're a legitimate query. Now, on his talent, uh, he absolutely deserves to be favourite. I mean, he's just getting better with every run. He fits the recent profile of winners of this race, the Northern Hemisphere three-year-old. Mm. He doesn't get their feather weight, though. Um, but he's probably better credentialed than a couple of them even. So, look, I certainly think he deserves to be favourite. Mm. But is he invincible? Um, absolutely not. So, David, if I'm placing one bet today... Who am I backing? 
All right, so no pressure from you, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't like to uh, muck around. No. Uh, I think my best for the day was race eight number 14, La Creek. She's a, a, a mare over from New Zealand. And, look, she's winning brilliantly, but she's putting up some really good numbers you know, on the clock. So she's running good sectionals and times. And any athlete, you know, whether it's human, equine or whatever, you need to be able to run time, okay, to, to be good. So she's got that base covered. Um, look, she's no flash odds, but um, I think she's the one I'm most confident can win today on the, ten, on the nine race card. If you're looking for one at a double figure odds, uh, I think there's race three, number 12, Curran can run well. He's around sort of $12. I think yep. he's going really well without luck. And if you want one at uh, cricket score odds, like not Australian <laughs> cricket, but like uh, <laughs> other countries, um, there's one in the last, uh, number 20, Libiamo. She was about 70 to one at last look. Um, yep. So race nine, number 20, yep. I think she can run a really sn- a cheeky race at a massive price. It's an interesting day today, Gator, because you look, there are a lot of sort of short price favourites. So you mentioned La Creek and Asfur has been, yep. you know, in the last and Barclay Square and in secret. What do you think today? Is it, is it generally a day where you're looking at it going, no, I think a lot of these favourites look like they're good things, or is it always one of these days you've got to tread warily and maybe look look a bit wider? Yeah, the form tends to hold up on Derby Day, right. the general rules. It doesn't mean um, you don't uh, get some outliers. You know, you go back a couple of years, I don't think a favourite one until Thursday afternoon. So, um, you know, so it's, nothing's a given in this great game. There are so many variables. Uh, look, if it was just a time trial, I think we'd find the winner every time. But a race, as we well know, is a whole different ball game. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think, you know, the form's there in front of us. So um, these athletes, it, uh, they tend to follow their own profile really well. And before we let you go then, Gator, can we just get your tip for the Victoria Derby today and then also a bit of a Melbourne Cup, uh, maybe top three from you, please. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Derby-wise, um, well, the market's telling you there are four serious winning hopes. Uh, I can only have one on top, unfortunately. Um, and it's uh, number one sharp and smart. His win last week in Sydney was terrific off a wide run. And um, it's just tough to do to cover ground and still beat them. So... I've lent his way narrowly in the derby. That's number one, sharp and smart. As for the Melbourne Cup, look, I'm, I'm still um, narrowing that down. Uh, obviously, we've, t- we've spoken about Doville Legend, or however you want to pronounce it. I'm going to go with you. But um, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's obviously a really smart um, customer and fits the profile. I think there's a good ruffie in it. Her name's Realm of Flowers. Um, mm. I think she got in the race now with 50 kilos or 51. Um, and I think at about 20 to 1, or last look, she can run a great race for us uh, on the big one on Tuesday. We know you're a busy man, so thanks for your time this morning and good luck for the week ahead. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. David Gately, he's got a massive it's week ahead, doesn't he? It's great. interesting listening about his prep and, and his routine yeah, and all that, Yeah, busy, busy week. It's for them. grand final day today or Tuesday, Joey, for David Gately, etc. Uh, really... I think the biggest day is today. Yep. Yeah, Melbourne Cup day in general, the rest of the card's not as great yep. as today. And then Thursday's a good day and Saturday as well. So, but I guess more people probably watch on Tuesday. Like yes. your non-racing yep. fans will tune in at some point on Tuesday. And just generally think, uh, speaking today, Joe, are you thinking today fill up? Are you going atta- to attack the punt today? Or are you thinking, I, I, are you sit one off one back? I was, coming, you... I was coming in this morning confident. Yes. And then hearing Gator saying generally on Derby Day, the form holds up. Yes. So just sort of trust the, 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 yeah. the form and where you're going. It does hold up. So I'm, I'm more confident. Now. So on the big stage, the good horses play well. Yeah, we will recap <laughs> Calm Gator and Matt Hill's tips in the next break, and I might just give one or two of my own. Yes. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Hey, what about the lineup we've had? We have Matt Hill. Mm. That was fascinating yes. hearing him talk about the preparation that goes involved in calling a race that stops the nation, stops the world, essentially. And then also David Gately and his tips for the week ahead. 
Joey, you were very busy jotting down all the all the tips and getting your life was, in order. Yes. Can you rehash all the hot tips for our viewers? I will, because that is what we get a lot of feedback on, isn't it, Jason? Yes. We get a lot of people wanting the the tips or to recap because yep. it is a day where some do people. We? Yeah, we yes. do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll they're, go ahead. They're, they're the DMs we get, so <laughs> just asking about our, about our <laughs> tips. Good. Um, so we're going to recap. Matty Hill, first of all, had a couple. His best bet of the day, Matty Hill. Race two, number eight, Surefire today at Flemington. He thinks that's the best on the card, Jay-Z. So yep. I'll be on you. that. Yeah, we know you're going to the track. And yep. in the Melbourne Cup, he tipped Emissary, who was the Geelong Cup winner. Yes. He's tipped that to win the Melbourne Cup to beat DeVille, Deville Legend. So and interesting, about 20 to 1, I think, Emissary. And over 20 years, Joey, we know the link from the Geelong Cup, the Melbourne Cup. The Some form good. has stood up, hasn't yep. it? Absolutely. Yep. So that's Matty Hill's tips. And yep. then David Gately, who is the best in the business, he's a professional tipster. He tipped us his best bet for the day. So get your pens and paper out. Yep. Race eight, number 14 at Flemington today, La Creek, a New Zealand horse that's come over about $2.50. So that's his best. Then a couple of his value runners. He liked race three, number 12, Curran, at some double-figure odds. He's really big value one. It's about 70 to one at the in the paper at the moment. Race nine, number 20, Libiamo. Uh, that's his other one. And then in the Victoria Derby, the group one, the main race of the day today, David Gately tipped race seven, number one, Sharp and Smart. And Joe, we, we know this is a big day for you. You love uh, Derby Day. And a lot of people do, uh, not of just course, me. Of course, yeah. but you're not going to the track. You're going to have Rui over at your place or, <laughs> or something like that. He's in America. You'll have someone over. You'll, you'll love this. So who do you like? You've got a good eye for this sort of stuff. Um, who, who are you tipping? Is there anyone that you like amongst all these sorts yes, of Yes, I've got a couple of tips and, and done a bit of form. So I've got I want a Joey Smokey. Okay, oh. Smokey. Or a, a, a Joey runner. Okay, so race one. We're going to start off with a win first race. Need one early. Best way to do it for everybody. <laughs> So race one, number 12, Pungo, or Pungo, depending on how you want to pronounce yes. it, uh, is a Sydney horse that's down. It will win race one. So race one, number 12, yep. mark that one down. Yep. That will win. And then the other way that we're going to go is race five, number eight, Old Flame. That's my other best bet of the day in the uh, the Lilinthingo Stakes, mm-hmm. race five, number eight. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple in Sydney for those that want to play uh, in, interstate as well. There are three good bets there that everyone should have a look at. Race three, number four, Waterford. Short but sweet, it'll win. Race six, number seven, is an import called Boris de Argent. Uh, that's about each way bet, $7, $6. Race six, number seven. And then in the Nature Strip Sakes, Lost and Running should win. It was yep. going to run in the Everest, was out with a, a bit of a, some sort of um, illness or infection, infection yep. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's bounced back apparently, and it will win race seven, number seven in Sydney. So what's your setup then today? Do you just watch at home, and do you have the multiple screens going? Like, what, How do you do it today? No, I don't have the multiple screens. No, you just be able to, they'll just be flicking on between Sydney and Melbourne. We'll have a bet. Uh, as we mm-hmm. said earlier, I'll be with the family today, the in-laws, so we'll do that, and uh, hopefully we can win a bit of money. What's your betting strategy, Kath? Have you got one? Do you bet no, at all? Not really. No. Will you no. bet Melbourne Cup? Colours? Sometimes I'll bet. I used to live with a um, Sky Racing presenter, so the races were always on. Sometimes I'd bet if he you know, forced a gun to my head, mm-hmm. but if I lose money, I'm filthy. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But then uh, if I win, yes. well, you'll hear about it all week. Yeah. <laughs> so Risk advice. What about you? Strategy. Are you a big punter? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a late plunge. You know, like when there's, <laughs> mo- when there's money late. Follow the money. Follow them. That's, um, that's how I normally sort of operate. But otherwise, I just follow uh, people like Joey. I did go to a lunch last week. Had no idea that everyone was in on a quaddie. Apparently, I was in on it too. It mm. won. Mm. So I walked away with 750 bucks from yeah, this lunch. Have you, by the way, have you seen that money yet? Yeah. Oh, you got it? Oh. It's been transferred into my house. Happy days. I didn't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard time of punting. Yeah, good. 